you woke up this morning, it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day. So get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. And if you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. And if you woke up exhausted, it's still a good day. Because you woke up, so get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we leave our house so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this on your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we are exploring the Rio in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, We're going to taste the, is it Wasatch? Wasatch. Wasatch Brewery Polygamy Porter. There is too many syllables in that. Uh, And then we're also going to learn about the history of the Rio. And just off the bat, some people may ask, why are we drinking a uh, Nitro Porter that is from Utah rather than something from Nevada, which is where the Rio is located and what we're talking about. And that's because we couldn't actually find any Las Vegas beers when we were looking at the liquor store. I know that there are some that do distribute, but um, we couldn't find any off the top when we were doing our search. Mm-hmm. So we went with something that is available in Las Vegas and Wasatch is one of the breweries that it does actually distribute to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that we have tried, well, I have tried because Aaron, of course, doesn't yeah. drink beer, are um, Tanaya Creek. Um, we've tried, I've tried Sin City, um, Banger Brewing, which is one of my favorite breweries in Las Vegas. If you're ever mm. in Las Vegas, go to downtown, go to Banger Brewing. It is great. You can get a beer, like an actual craft beer, mm-hmm. and then go to the casinos. Do they have soft pretzels there? No. Oh, bummer. But you can carry a soft pretzel. Oh, no, you can't anymore because now they have an actual like food thing that, yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Anyway. Sorry, every um, time I think of a brewery, I think of the Herkimer and I think of their their soft pretzels for some reason. That's at least where my brain is going today. So uh, why don't you go ahead, make a carb donation to your belly while we talk about the world outside your window. Absolutely. So moving on to the Rio itself. Um Let's listen to this advertisement from when it was very new. Research shows that buffets should serve beef. Just roast baron of beef. Followed by a hardened gelatin dessert. At the Rio, we listen to the real experts, you. And when you said you wanted a quality buffet with variety, a great price, and no lines, will you listen? Any questions? Rio. Was that Ben Stein? That was actually Ben Stein. Oh, Ben Stein. He uh, he has such a unique voice, and they used him so well in so many advertisements they did, in the 90s. especially in the 90s. He was so big in the 90s. Yeah, he was. Uh, so let's crack open this Wasatch, and let's talk about the Rio. Perfect. Ooh, that was a good crack. That was. the the um, the. um We now have Polygamy Porter all over the spare bedroom <laughs> studio. That we do. So I'm going to go ahead and pour this out for uh, Aaron here. Perfect. That is a dark, dark, very opaque uh, brew. That's what porters are for. So porters, yeah, porters are heavier and darker. Um, 
Mm. This one smells like a brewery. It does. This smells like the good part of a brewery to me. It really does. This doesn't smell like fermented Cheerios. (laughs) This does not smell like rotten meat with Cheerios. (laughs) Yeah. We've got like chocolate notes on the top, Mm -hmm. which I know is kind of classic to porters. Yeah, it does. Now, um, let's see. Yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, like, um, I don't know, like, biscuity or, like, um, hmm, like, uh, baked good mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm just gonna keep smelling this to put off the taste. That's good. I'm gonna go ahead and taste it. <laughs> go ahead and taste it. Let's get your tasting notes first. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is, this is excellent. Um, there's, there's, uh... Oh wow! I had almost a synesthetic moment there, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, I just tasted brown. Ah, yeah, no. Uh, so there was, there's that, there's a little bit of that like coffee note to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, a little bit of that like uh, chocolatey, like cocoa flavor to it, but not a strong amount of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of uh, uh, not not rye, but um, I- I'd say like um, hmm, like a like a brown bread. Yeah, that's flavor. Sounds, that sounds about right. Yeah, like a brown bread flavor. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go in for a second sip. Uh, here we go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely that brown bread flavor. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, like a wheat bread. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely like a wheat bread flavor. Um, and there's actually like a little hint of just like a tiny hint of um, it's not sourness um, because it it's not a sour, but mm-hmm. um, to you. it's not officially a sour i know that this is a thing in brewing that sour beers are a thing yeah um but it has like that uh you know like when you when you uh like when your mom used or your parent i shouldn't say mom uh your parents used to say like chew your food thoroughly Mm -hmm. and you're chewing like a sandwich and and you chew it to the point where it's not recognizable as a sandwich anymore Mm -hmm. and it gets that flavor on where it just tastes like masticated food yeah that's that flavor. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm having uh, I'm having memories uh, crop up with the scent of this because I had a uh, uh, the first time I had a, a stout. It was a chocolate coffee stout at the Bulldog in mm-hmm. Lower Town St. Paul, and this smells very similar. Um, and I remember in that particular night, I was out with some coworkers, and one of one of them just like, "Oh, you like chocolate stuff?" and just bought a round for the table, and no one liked it. Oh no! Like there, like no one. No one at the table knew what was going on. We had two people that really didn't drink. Ah. And so suddenly they're handed like a very heavy, dark yeah, that's beer with a lot of complex mm-hmm. flavors. Uh, the person that ordered it had like just assumed chocolate was going to, it was going to taste like chocolate milk. And I'm like, I don't really drink beer. And so these like sad four beers just sat at the table and like didn't get drank. But yeah. I'm going to give this one a shot here. That happened to me actually at a bachelor party, except it was kokanee. And nobody really wanted to drink Kokanee because there were other good beers on tap. And hmm. that was it. What do you get? Um, It didn't make me gag. Good. Um, It just kind of rolled off my tongue. Okay. I probably need a little bit more to actually taste it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a little bit of kind of like the beer on the back palate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is not nearly as abhorrent sure. to me as it usually is. So this is a... So far, pleasant experience. Yeah. So uh, some porters tend to have more of like a second runnings flavor. 
mm-hmm. to them. Um, a second runnings uh, beer is so like uh, a brown beer, a, like a traditional brown beer. Um, mm-hmm. Like when you ever see like a brown ale, um, someone would brew like a porter or a stout. Mm-hmm. And then they would take that and then they would brew an additional second beer. They would probably throw a little bit, maybe more malt, uh, some fresh hops in there. And then they would just rebrew a beer. And you would get like a lighter, browner ale that wasn't quite as heavy, that was a little bit lighter mm-hmm. to drink. And that, to me, is actually a little closer to the flavor you get with this. So while this does have a lot of the characteristics of a porter, mm-hmm. oh, now I get it. It's because of the nitro. Oh. Oh. That's why it's got that that mouthfeel. Got it. Yeah. We forgot about the nitro part. So, um, and uh, that's probably actually why this is a little bit more drinkable to you than a typical beer. Um, yeah. So nitrogen, when you, when you carbonate a beer with nitrogen over, or really any beverage with nitrogen versus CO2, mm-hmm. um, nitrogen bubbles are... They're oh finer. Yeah, I'm going to get really like beer nerdy here or beverage nerdy or Do like it. drink nerdy here. But so nitrogen bubbles are smaller than CO2 bubbles. And when you drink a nitrogen infused beverage, it still has carbonation. So it gives your mouth that pleasant carbonated feeling. But because the bubbles are smaller, it feels smoother when you drink it. Mm-hmm. It kind of... um it just rolls off my palate. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have those weird things where it like freezes, um, and like like one flavor overall will just stick on a certain part of my yeah. palate and not leave. Um, like this is actually really pal- palatable to me. That's good. Yeah, and it it, it does have the, it 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 adds that creaminess, and I mm-hmm. really like that. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think we have found the second beer that I will drink. That's amazing. And this one is actually not like a like a chocolate beer. This is a a regular beer. It is a nitro porter. It has the like chocolatey notes, but it is not mm-hmm. like a honey or uh, like chocolate. It, it's not candy bar. Yeah, it's made not into candy a bar beer. In, in a glass in a bottle. Um, I'm trying to remember what the exact uh, wording was for the rogue that I enjoyed. Absolutely, chocolate fabulous. There it was. was the rogue that you really liked. Yes. Wow, I can't believe we found another beer that you like. I mean, it's, you know, maybe it's part of how it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe if I drink this again in the future, it won't be as pleasant. That's but true. I think uh, the nitro is, the, the nitrogen's really helping because, again, it's just kind of rolling back through my palate. Um, there is kind of, as I sit here and, and don't have any in my mouth anymore, there is kind of that, like, back palate, like, little bit of the, like, beer portions that I don't like that are mm-hmm. seeping through. Um, but it's not it's not causing me the same, like, physical reaction that, like, the, the high lie did or a lot of the other beers that you've had me taste or I have tasted in the past. So I'm excited. I will probably finish this taster while we are continuing talking about the Rio. So, um, you stayed at the Rio Las Vegas, uh, when we had my, for my wedding. Yes. Yes. When you and your spouse got married, um, my, my now wife and I stayed at the Rio. Um, part of it was the, the price, 
um, which their current prices are still very low compared mm-hmm. to a lot of things. They are off the strip. Uh, there is free parking, um, so you don't have to worry about like the constant valet and all that stuff. But I mean, that's also depending on if you're driving in True. or if you're you're renting a car. Period. I mean, we just we took Lyft and Uber across the the city the entire time. We took one cab, and it cost more than all of the rest of our rides with Lyft and Uber <laughs> combined. Uh, and that was just from the airport to the Rio yeah. after the debacle that was our lost luggage. But that's, I think we've talked about that mm-hmm. on our travel, one of our uh, like social episodes. Um, but it's, I mean, it is not the newest and freshest and hippest hotel. Yeah, that the is Rio out opened there. in 1990, and it really hasn't gone through too many updates. Like they've updated their gaming machines. Yeah, they've, they've updated a couple of rooms too, mm-hmm. but they haven't had a major, major overhaul since the Rio opened. Yeah, but their rooms don't feel dated. I will say that. Okay, like there's, you know, I like I stayed at the like Circus Circus Motor Court. Um, back in like oh five, yeah. Um, when I went to Vegas for the second time, and that it felt like a Motel Six from the nineteen seventies that just hadn't been touched. Whereas you know my more recent experience at the Rio was it a little dated, maybe, but it didn't like it didn't feel like a bad room. It didn't feel like it had been abused. Mm-mm. Um, and I know because we stayed in two different rooms. Okay. Because um, when we first got there, we had we had gotten us like a you know because it's an all suites hotel. Every room is a suite. Yeah, and that was actually the sort. pitch for the Rio when they mm-hmm. first designed it is that the Rio was going to be an all suites hotel. It was actually marketed at high rollers mm-hmm. and at like you know the like upper crust. You know this is an all suites a luxury experience when mm-hmm. you go to Las Vegas. Yeah, every room. From the first floor all the way to the top is going to be a suite. You're going to get larger rooms. You're Mm -hmm. going to get slightly more expensive stuff the higher you get, obviously, because that's just how hotels work in general. Um, But it, like each room we stayed in was spacious. It had, you know, a like a seating area and the sleeping area. They weren't separated. They didn't have walls, but they were just much larger than your standard hotel room. Um, The bathroom was really nice, to be honest. And they had like a closet to be able to stash all our stuff because, again, we were in town for a wedding. uh, So we had. You know, like I had my suit and the like clothes that we needed to wear that needed to be hung because uh, a lot of times you go to a hotel if you're not yeah, doing you anything hang fancy. Your clothes up and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know the first room we went into had two queen beds. We had asked for one with a king, and uh, when we arrived, they said none, none was available. And we're like, I just can we have some place to go sit and freshen up because that was after our 12 hour layover as well. <laughs> It was, it was that was an that was an insane start to that trip. Yeah. Um. But the Rio honestly helped make the rest of that trip okay. Um. Like it was a great time because you got married and you know we got to experience your wedding and we had a lot of fun with that. But every time we went back to our you know our hotel, you know we did, we did some gambling, we did some shopping and that kind of stuff. Um. And you know the Rio is great, like all the rest of the like main strip hotels. That are all interconnected in certain ways, but they have, you know, they're, they have their own shopping area. They have mm-hmm. several different distinct gaming areas. They've got a decent selection of restaurants, you know, like the Guy Fieri, uh, Burrito Baracho. Baracho is there. I had dinner there once. It was good. Mm-hmm. They have a wine cellar at the mm-hmm. Rio. They have, um, they've actually just recently changed it. It used to be a fancy Burger King Whopper bar, and now it's something else. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's... 
they have done some updates. They have, mm-hmm. but they have not gone through like the crazy facelift that uh, you know people seem to do in Vegas every ten years. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost think it's a testament to the way that they were designed. Is you know some of the like the Mardi Gras theming does get a little dated with its kind of uh, you know theming, uh, but that's more of a color palette issue. That's easy yeah, to I change. think so. I think that part to me is the thing that makes the Rio kind of feel dated is mm-hmm. the color palette, mm-hmm. like. It's sort of like the same thing with like the Excalibur. The color palette of the Excalibur Mm -hmm. makes it feel dated when you look at it and when you go inside. Yeah. And it's, you know, we want to be honest about our experiences, but I don't really have anything bad to say about the Rio. Is, you know, I've done a lot of traveling. I do have one bad thing to say about the Rio. Go ahead. It's that they, so the Rio now, it, has budget suites like i mean the mm-hmm. real so the hard part about the rio is it's not an on-strip hotel yeah it's... i mean it's off strip it, it mm-hmm. you have you can't you can walk from this rio to the strip it's about a but... mile to the edge of the strip yeah it's not the worst thing in the world you but can take a tram you can take a tram you can take a, you know yeah an uber a lyft a but cab it's not on the strip mm-hmm. and so like um it, i think that's one of the reasons why it didn't it didn't really succeed as a luxury mm-hmm. hotel as strongly as it mm-hmm. could have because it's not, you know, you can't really be a luxury hotel off the strip. And that, that is one thing that I think Las Vegas has found um, over the decades because, it, you know, it it kind of cropped up in a certain somewhat organic way. And, you know, we don't have to go through the weird history that is Las Vegas, but a lot of those hotels and especially the Rio it's like they're trying to be your one-stop resort for everything you never have to leave our doors which mm-hmm. is just not how travel like that well, works a and lot of people do though yeah well some people do but like high rollers you know if they want to gamble i i don't know any high rollers <laughs> And I don't know too much about the culture, but as far as me, like, I want to experience multiple things. Yes. I don't want to go. And it's like, cool, I am never leaving the the circumference of this. I will go to this pool. I will go, go eat at these three or four restaurants. And then, you know, I will have food brought up to my room and I will go gamble at these specific places. And that's all I will do for the duration of my stay. And if your stay is like a day or two, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. If your stay is like a week I would lose my mind if I, like, you know, because I, I love my house. I, you know, I leave it as frequently as I can because as much as I love my house, I need to get out and do things with people mm-hmm. that aren't just me sitting alone in a place. And, I mean, you can do that in a casino resort like yeah. the Rio, but you still, for me, I need to be out in other places. And I Vegas very differently, too, in that mm-hmm. I also need to get out of my hotel and go places because I like going to, like, the different bars. Mm-hmm. I like getting out and seeing, like, a museum or, like, getting out and um, just people watching, mm-hmm. you know, and so, people watching in Vegas has mm-hmm. changed a lot in the last like <laughs> twenty has. years, uh, but it's also just it's still consistently interesting. Mm-hmm. The thing, but the thing that um, the thing that's weird about the Rio is they put a wine cellar in there, mm-hmm. like a wine bar. Yeah, and if you're gonna have a thirty dollar a night room, mm-hmm. you really it feels weird to have a wine bar down in your basement a where s- the cheapest glass of wine is like $16. Mm-hmm. It it does boggle the mind. Yeah, like 
Like, but you, part of it you can say that it's like we're gonna save the money on the on the like sleeping look accommodations, maybe, yeah. and then spend more money forward to the experience. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it still doesn't feel right, but I can yeah. accept that as kind of a thought. And, and they do have like the rooftop lounge where you mm-hmm. can go party on the rooftop, take a zip line off the roof, which I will never do. <laughs> but we almost did the first time I was in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but it was too windy to actually take the mm-hmm. zip line. I um I stayed at the Stratosphere the first time I was in Vegas, um and this is just gonna look a side note. So one thing about me that you probably know, most people listening to this do not know, I have an issue with heights. Mm-hmm. I don't like heights, and I don't because of that I don't like like roller coasters mm-hmm. and zip lines. Like zip lines in the woods that are like twenty feet, thirty feet off the ground, I can deal with. It's this like hundred foot zip line that you know, like hundred foot tall that goes for a quarter mile or whatever. Those terrify me. Um, and especially when you get the stuff that's like up on the roof kind of situation. Um, like my my dad when we were in Vegas, uh, like got me a ticket to go on the roller coaster that is at the top of the stratosphere, and uh, like I freaked out on the elevator on the way up and I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to do this. Like, cause it goes over the edge. I don't trust, I don't trust things as they are. Um, but for those of you who are adventurous and you love roller coasters and you love zip lines off roofs or on roofs to roofs, do it. Yeah. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. You can get a tattoo when you're in the Rio. Mm-hmm. Like there, it, it's a great, it's a great hotel to visit. Yeah. You can go see Penn and Teller. Mm-hmm. They put on a great show. I went to see them. I loved it. I have not seen them live. I have seen a lot of their work over the years, uh, but they um, there was only one night that was available when we were there, mm-hmm. um, and that was the night of your wedding. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. I'm really glad you went to my wedding instead of Penn and Teller. Because <laughs> that was the whole reason for the trip mm-hmm. to begin with. And, you know, I can see Penn and Teller on television whenever, and I can go back to Vegas in a couple of years and plan to see them. Uh, but yeah, the only night that I actually had tickets was the night of your wedding. And it's like, well, we kind of got plans already. Yeah. And then, like, you can go get a bucket of nachos at Guy Fieri's restaurant. And, the, like, the food's really good there. It is. Yeah. I had their cheese dip and chips and salsa and stuff. I do like their hot sauces. Their chips are really good. Yeah. They have, like a seasoning on the chips, mm-hmm. and it's really, really good seasoning. It's, like, spicy and. Um, well, they're like fresh corn mm-hmm. tortilla chips, too. They are. Like, that is the nice thing, you know, going to Vegas, because we did, uh, we had the, like, free breakfast buffet mm-hmm. for one day as part of our package, um, because of, like, this, the shortness of our stay. If we would have stayed, like, an extra day, I think we would have gotten, like, one or two more, like, free days of breakfast. Um, but the buffet has a lot of good options. The food is good. Um, it's a buffet, so it's not, like, you know, five-star dining, but it's definitely three-star so it's worth every penny and i you know i can't say enough about it like vegas is again you know because we keep talking about you don't have to travel vegas is one of those things i think every person needs to do at one point in their life yeah the thing that you have to keep in mind about las vegas is it's not just about gambling no like a lot of people they say that they're not vegas people and um you know, the only time I've ever had someone say that they're not a Vegas person and I've said, okay, like, mm-hmm. you aren't a Vegas person is they went and they went and they, like, actually went out and they went to different restaurants. They mm-hmm. went to, like, experienced different, like, speakeasy bars. Mm-hmm. Like, they went to museums. They went to shows. They actually went out and did non-gambling stuff. And they said, you know, I'm really not a Vegas person. I was like, okay, yeah. you're just really boring. <laughs> 
because Vegas has so much to offer in yeah. general. Because we talked about Penn and Teller, but there's like there's so much live theater. There's mm-hmm. shows. You know, you get the, your artist in residency at all these places, like Britney Spears and Celine Dion. I think the Backstreet Boys yeah. did an artist in residency at one of those locations. There's museums you can go to. There's Madame Tussauds uh, Wax Museum. Mm-hmm. There's the Erotic Heritage Museum. Yep. There's the Atomic Testing Museum. There's there's shops everywhere. Yes, there's, there's a shops ton of in the shopping. Venetian and in Caesar's Palace, and those are all really connected. And I think the Bellagio's mm-hmm. got shops. Everyone has shops, and you can go and you can see things that are insane. Like I have a Dolce and Gabbana belt from yeah. when I went there that no longer fits me because I gained a lot of weight. My goal is to be able to fit back <laughs> into that because it's not that small. Um, but um, you can go and you can you can interact with these really high-end brands. You can see yes. kind of what Versace's doing and stuff. And even if that is not your thing, like going out to experience something like that is really cool. And like the mall, the mm-hmm. mall is insane. Um, it is a mall. There's art. There is a lot of art. Every um, On the first Friday of every month, mm-hmm. um, there is uh, first Fridays, they call it. It's a like basically a, a, a block-wide, like a huge art festival in uh, the Arts District in Las Vegas. And it's amazing to visit. Like, if you're going to go, mm-hmm. go and experience this because it's so cool. And I know that we're getting a little far afield from the Rio. But yeah. uh, Vegas in general has so much to offer. The The Rio itself, again, like, they used to have the big kind of, like, nightly Mardi mm-hmm. Gras thing that I think they've kind of, like, settled they down with. They stopped. Um, they still they used have to the... have a show, which is cool. And mm-hmm. you should look it up on YouTube. The show looks really cool. It was very 90s. Mm-hmm. It, the costuming specifically is what it really dates that yeah. that set of productions. But it's, you know, it's still a great place to visit. You know, it it has its own shops. It has kind of its own self-contained world in there. Um, and I I can't find... You can, they, had star, they have Star Trek conventions. Yeah. They have... Um, the World Series of Poker. Oh yeah, that's what. That's the other thing we were talking about during the research because the World Series of Poker has been there since what, 04? Yeah, and before that, it had been hosted at Binion's mm-hmm. before Caesar's Entertainment, um, which at the time it. was Harrah's. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about the Rio again is it was this all sweets kind of high roller thing, but they have adapted to the market that they have been given. And is it budget suites? It's very budget suites because it's like $33 a night, $32 a night for a suite, you know, plus resort fee, plus resort fee. So you're, you're, you're ending up paying like 50 bucks a night, which is a good price for a hotel room. Mm -hmm. Like, I have spent way more money and an extended stay per night in Boston than I than I did per night. So in, would you stay there again at the Rio? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Have you ever stayed uh, like in modern modern like not in the past like six years? Have you stayed downtown? I haven't stayed downtown. Okay. Um, and, and that was that was a when we stayed at the Rio, we didn't realize that. The festivities of your wedding were happening all downtown. in downtown. We thought it was just the theater. Gotcha. We didn't realize that kind of everybody else was staying at like the D mm-hmm. and uh, you know the areas like the Golden Nugget and stuff. Um, I have not stayed in a hotel in in downtown Vegas to this point. That okay. is like the next time that we go, that is what I'm going to be focusing on. So I would be interested to compare your experience staying in a downtown hotel versus Rio because. Mm-hmm. Once we have those two things to contrast, I mm-hmm. think then we'll get like a true verdict whether off strip versus staying downtown is uh, kind of better because money wise, you can get a deal to stay downtown that's comparable to the mm-hmm. price you paid to stay at the Rio. Yeah. 
and it's a lot of it's going to come down to how you want to travel true and what your ultimate budget is um because you have to you have to factor in the resort resort right. fees and all, all that kind of stuff um like we we all went to the d and had some drinks i think mm-hmm. i had dinner at one of the restaurants i can't remember which one it was um right before your wedding I like the D because the D because it's been it's been really nicely renovated. It's got a great name because it's the D. Yeah, it's just... short for Derek Stevens or <laughs> Detroit. Yeah, depending on who you ask. Um, but the the contrast between those two spaces was really the D felt more kind of closed off in each area, mm-hmm. and the Rio felt more spacious right. everywhere you go because it's big. And I like I didn't see the rooms at the D, so I'd have to I'd have to figure that out uh, for you know what my contrast would mm-hmm. be for staying. Um, but they're going to be smaller because they're not suites. Exactly. That the nicest thing about having the all suites version in the Rio is that you don't have to worry about being like stepping over each other constantly. Right. Like that was one of the nicest things that there was constantly room to like exist, even with just the two of us. Like if I, you know, when we were there, if I wanted to sit on the couch and she wanted to sit on a chair, that was an option. We didn't just have the bed to sit on to watch the television mm-hmm. or the one chair at the desk area. So, so it sounds like, it sounds like, uh, it's a great option. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well worth the money, and mm-hmm. it's well worth traveling to. Yeah. And, you know, I recommend if you're going to Vegas and you have a fairly tight budget, look at places like the D, look at places in downtown, but also look at the Rio, because, you know, if you're if you're down for a walk for about a mile, you're going to get right to the Strip. So with that, we want to thank you for listening today. Our music choices are Now We're Talking. Uh, no, actually, the Travel by Proxy theme is Good D by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. We thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Tell us about what you want to talk about with travel by sending us an email at travelbyproxy or fans at travelbyproxy.com. And we hope you enjoyed it and we wish you Walking a look you out your window. Moving peace stones and your rearranging all the pieces that you find. Now we're talking about things and places, all the names and the faces of all the people that you love.